Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 109 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Back from your, your little trip. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, I like to call it the uh, the redneck getaway. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I was up in Milwaukee. Uh, got to visit Mac, which was really cool. It's pretty interesting to see his background on the wall now that I've seen his room in person. Great spot, I will admit. Very jealous of the spot. Uh, I'll actually introduce Mac over here since we got to play a little pond hockey over the weekend. Mac Vogel up in Wisconsin. What's going on? How's it going? Yeah, it was a lot of fun having uh, having you up here. Hopefully you didn't freeze too badly. You know how I'm going to twist it? it? It prepared me for coming back to 30 degree weather and not being a bitch about it. So there you go. Yeah. How about no, that? It's, uh, it's good stuff. I think we're at the coldest day of the year since we're doing the weather report. As always, we're doing the it's like the <laughs> coldest day of the year so far out here. It's a high of uh, 11 and a low of negative five. And Oof. most of the day, it's been right around seven or eight degrees with like a feels like negative seven or eight. I think tonight it's supposed to get down to feels like negative 20 or something like that. Oh, my God. So I want to just tell this. um, And and most of my Wisconsin story will probably be the day after I saw Mac. But um, yeah, that looked like the real interesting part. I want to hear that was fucking (laughs) fun, dude. That was a lot of fun. So I got down there for work uh, um, on Wednesday in Madison, came over to Milwaukee Thursday, went out to dinner. It was fun. Uh, and then Friday I got to hang out with Mac. So I think I got down to max around like, you know, one o'clock ish got to like drive through the city a little bit and Mac being the perfect tour guide. He was, you know, kind of took the scenic route through the city. We went to a nice little, sh- I wouldn't even, not a pond, not a lake, just a sheet of ice in the middle of a park. Super cool. Super Wisconsin. It's right next to some tennis courts that are always in that park. And, uh, yeah, it's just a little man-made sheet, but it's really nice. Oh, I loved it. And uh, had no skates, didn't want to take them through security. Rookie move by me, hindsight. I probably should have just checked the bag and done it. But you learn, you live and you learn. I'll be back next winter. I promise you that. Um, go in and like in typical Midwest fashion, it's just a shack, like a real small, like looking snack shack at a local pool or something. Just the warming house. The warming house. Yes. Just skates laying around free. No charge sign on the wall please return when you're done smiley face and every pair of skates is in there i'm like this is good stuff i love that i will say i took a friend there this morning and he hasn't like he doesn't have any skates or anything and i was thinking he was going to fit the same pair that you popped on because he's probably like around your size mm-hmm. and we go and they're gone there's all just like kid stuff there now so i think maybe somebody did snack because those were actually pretty nice like old school bower skates that you were wearing so yeah you fucking midwesterners tricked me you Unless guys it was are you, did you you're the last one i saw wearing them so maybe it was you that took them you, you never know i could be fine <laughs> around but uh got to play a little outdoor action with mac was saucing around with a lefty stick on the backhand that was pretty electric and then your but what's your buddy's name? Alex. Is Alex that his name? Townsend. Yeah, shout out to him. He's a he has subbed in goal for my beer league a couple of times, and then um, he's a, he's lights out in the net. And then he uh, 
invited me to play in a pond hockey tournament upcoming this weekend. I'll talk about that a little later, but uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He let Harrison borrow his righty stick. Uh, yeah, that was nice. Playing around, played a game of uh, if you're out there on the pond and you're looking for stuff to do since you don't have a net or something like that. If you have a cone or one of the little box hockey nets, you can play a game of horse, except you should play puck or ice like we did. Name yeah. a couple of different hockey words to spell instead of horse. But that was pretty fun. But yeah, shout out to your friend Alex. He was the man, great guy, knew his hockey, good old Packer faithful. Unfortunately, he just subbed for the team that we played against in beer league on Sunday. And they're usually the best team in the league, except they had five skaters on Sunday. Like no subs. They just did you win? Well, normally when teams have that, they'll forfeit at the beginning and then they'll just be like, okay, well, because we had 12 guys and they were like, like you would think they would forfeit and then just ask to borrow some of our guys. And then we just scrimmage that way. Nobody wants to kill themselves by the time it's over, but Mm -hmm. we just get the win in the standings. No, these guys are such douchebags, the beer barons that they were like, (laughs) they're like, no, we think we can win. Like we're going to, we're going to play it. Five guys. We're like, okay. We spanked them nine to two, and uh, I felt kind of bad. We were just ripping shots on Alex all day. I mean, it wasn't his fault. His team was just dead tired. They had to, like, call their timeout at one point in the second period, and when they oh. called it, they were all just laying on the ice. Like, Yeah, it's 60 minutes of ice time. That'll do it. Well, I think it's 45. We do 15-minute periods. Still, though. Still, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's brutal. So. All right. But it was a fun day nonetheless. Went out to dinner again. Fish fry, my first experience up in Wisco. Phenomenal. Got the walleye. Good choice. Little cheese curds. Think I gained eight pounds on the whole trip. Fried food and heavy beers will do that to you. Now, I'm going to tell the next day, but I'm going to come back to Friday night when Mac was driving me home because I got to talk about this. The ice in Wisco is so fucking thick. It's mind blowing. We ended up taking, um, I went to like some ice fishing tournament. I guess that's a thing in Wisco like every Saturday because they got like 13,000 lakes or something crazy. Um, And there's like Ford F-150s parked on the ice. There's like campfires going on on the ice. I'm like, this is just wild. Nobody's going to like sink or something. No. Got there at like 7 a.m. Probably started boozing at 7.30. Uh, took the four wheelers out. Everybody's got ATVs and they just ride them on the lake. Nick Mac, I know I sent you guys some videos. I was ripping that around that like 50 miles an hour on the ice. That was really fun doing my best, uh, yacht lender impression. And, uh, <laughs> it, it was just a good time, man. Just some good old redneck fun as I like to call it. And, uh, the one cool part, this one guy was chefing up in the little campground that they had set up on the lake. And he goes, Hey, like, you know, try this lamb. I said, Okay cool he's like I, I got it last weekend up in the mountains i said all right so i try it and it's really fucking chewy i mean like fatty ass piece of meat but it's sweet it tastes like it was marinated in like some kind of pineapple sauce so i'm looking at him like did you like uh marinate this he goes well it's not it's actually not lamb and then my eyes get big and i'm like well what the what is it he goes <laughs> he goes it's bear i said what he goes yeah it's black bear I said, I'm eating black bear right now. He goes, yeah, I went up to like right at the border, like, you know, two weeks ago and got like this huge fucking 500 pound bear whips out his phone, shows me the picture and everything. I'm like, okay, then, (laughs) you know, so just um, casually just walked, you know, out of my backyard and killed a bear. Right. So I'm just like kind of rattled. I did not go back for seconds because I just was kind of like trying to process like what was going on. But I will admit to you, it was a damn tasty piece of meat. Um, I will say that, but all in all, it was a great trip up in Wisconsin. I'll definitely be back next winter. I think the, 
the winter wonderland it is. You can have a lot of fun if you know the right people. Really got to come out this summer. That's when the fun is had. Yes. Now, speaking of summer, and I just want to tell this story because it's too funny not to, and I'm not scared to make fun of myself. So Mac and I and Mac's girlfriend go to, I guess, happy hour at the Blue Bat Kitchen in downtown Milwaukee. Blue Bat Kitchen and Tequilaria. Yep. Okay. So Max, so we finish dirt cheap, by the way, love the Midwest, uh, $4 margaritas, like $2 beers. You can't beat it. We're driving back. And I think the question came up, like, why is it called the blue back kitchen? And Mac, if you would like to tell the story that you told me in the car, I, I would like the listeners to hear this. Sure. So I used to work at this place, Blue Bat, and it's a tequila bar. They have over 180 different kinds of tequila. They, you know, they really make a point when they're training you to try and educate you about tequila. The one thing that I like still remember is just, you know, probably a lot of you listeners know this already, but it's just about how tequila is made in the first place. It all comes from the blue agave plant and you need bats to I guess like harvest it. I'm probably, I'm see, I didn't pay attention in this training when I worked there. So I'm going to say some like incorrect shit probably, but it's something like the bats have to do something to the blue agave plant. I think it's similar to how like bees pollinate a flower or whatever. The bats have to do something to harvest the plant to that. Then the farmers can get the blue agave, roast it, create tequila and mezcal and all things of that or uh, that nature. Uh, so I'm explaining this to Harry and then. So just to clear, I, I don't Cause, cause really like what, again, you were like, what's that place called again? And I was like, blue bat. And you were like, yeah, why are they called that? Or why whatever. is it called like, that? Well, blue for blue agave bat for bat because the bats, you know, right. Do their thing with the blue agave. And that's how we get tequila. It's like their version of pollinate, which I know now, but what I didn't know, and I'm going to get flamed for this. I didn't know agave was a plant. I, I thought it was like a syrup, like you know that non-traditional sweetener that I you mean, have. Yeah, but they get they make that. You mean like in, like what, like high fructose corn <laughs> syrup or something? Yes. Well, I, you live and you learn. Well, they have know. blue agave syrup. It's like a honey substitute yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. me being the dumbass that I am, and I'm sure that syrup comes from a a plant, right? That's where they get the probably. Syrup from. I guess so. Well, my dumbass, I'm listening to Mac, and he he explained it basically just the way that he said it, except. There was no mention of a plant in there, I think, in, in his first go around. I think I had to kind of like pry it out of him. So in my head, I'm like, holy shit, there's someone that is shooting bats out of the sky with like a 10 gauge <laughs> and is like smothering them in like fucking agave and they must get some kind of juice out of the bat. And that's what makes tequila. And then they fire roast it. Like Mac was saying, I said, so, so I'm in the car and my mind is exploding. I'm like, tequila is made of fire roasted bat agave or bats dipped in agave. And I finally kind of learned that's but not then, how it works. Then even as you realized that that wasn't the case, you were like, oh, it's a plant, like a bat plant. What's a bat plant? What's a bat plant? I didn't quite grasp it. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> so and you were and then, you no, know, because then. <laughs> Then you said to me, you were like, oh, I thought you meant the bat, like, you know, with wings that flies. And I was like, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. That, that is what I mean. Yeah, because then he said bat plant. And I was like, well, there's just some type of bat that's not a bat. But <laughs> I don't know. It went off the rails. Long story short, I thought tequila was made of a fucking hillbilly lumberjack shooting bats out of the sky, dipping them in agave and then fire roasting them over like a grill. And somehow that makes a liquid. I don't know. I, I guess that's what two Palomas does to you. But 
Yes. Um, my all time favorite drink, by the way, but that's taking a dive into Harry's brain. Um, you know, we've had some, some good episodes of that on this 109 shows that we've had, but that might take the cake, I think. So I'm not scared to get made fun of. I make fun of myself. I thought it was funny. I'll bring it up. Anyways. You can't laugh at yourself. You're not having enough fun. There you go. Uh, so enough of the shenanigans. It was a great time in Wisco, but we're going to get rolling here. Uh, before we do EB10, empty betters, EB10. 10% off your merchandise order if you go visit our store and use the promo code EB10. Uh, another week, another week of all three of your boys being in the top 10 NHL sharp rank leaderboards. We'll get to that in a little bit. And I'm going to toss it off to Mac for the question of the day. Word, yeah. So this is kind of a random one, but I've been thinking about it because I recently got a sharp uh, Hershey Bears sweatshirt, and I've been really just loving their logo, thinking about AHL logos and uniforms. So I want to talk about what is the best AHL jersey uh, of all time. So whatever ones you can think of either growing up or current ones. And, you know, I guess we can expand it to just be uniform, but I'm, I'm mainly thinking about the Jersey. There's a lot more uh, freedom in like creating minor league uniforms. It, you know, it doesn't have to be all like sharp and business and like, you know, you can kind of look like an idiot when you're in the minor leagues. So I kind of like how uniform designers in the AHL have liberty to just kind of make whatever they want and, especially in the 2000s. I feel like there was a lot of really crazy AHL jerseys. But anyway, fellas, does any any jerseys come to mind initially? And we'll post these on Instagram so you guys can go look at them afterwards. Off the top of my head, I mean, obviously I love the Bears. Their white one I think is fantastic, like their mm-hmm. current white one. Um, yeah, those are good. I like that one a little bit better than like the old logo where like the Bear was like swatting the puck a little bit, like the Holtby Carlson years. Um, yeah, like he's coming out of the word bears. Yeah. It's I think it's on that list that I sent you guys. If this was the ECHL, it's a runaway, no brainer, no one's even close. Orlando Solar Bears win every time. Yeah, Name, logo, stuff. jersey, they're the best. Uh AHL though. This is tough. Um, the Chicago Wolves have already had have like always had a really good look. I feel like they've been iconic for just a while. That like maroon, yellow, white sort of got like the Loyola Chicago color scheme going on. Um don't hate that at all. There's definitely some fun ones out there, though. Yeah, the uh, Peoria Rivermen, I think, have a have a good one. That's also in that list that I sent to you guys. And again, we'll post these online so fans can see them, too. But I have one more after Harry goes. I think the Purple Phantoms one is pretty cool. I was uh, going to say that. <laughs> as much as I don't like, you know, Philadelphia sports teams, I think the Phantoms ones are pretty sharp. I know they have a lot of youth teams in Philly that kind of mimic that same color trend, mm-hmm. so... It's a cool logo. It's a cool mascot. It is. Funny you ask this, though. Um, I just saw a post. This is not a real jersey. It was a warm-up jersey. But, shit, I think it should be one that they wear in an actual game. And I'd love to get an empty betters-themed one of these. But they are sharp-looking. The Edmonton Oilers AHL affiliates, the Bakersfield Condors. Great mascot. That's a really, really cool one. They had a, like... I guess their color scheme is blue and orange, like the Oilers. They had a bright blue and orange, like uh, checkered camo pattern warm up uni. And it is fresh looking. Like I need the to like find... digital camo pattern almost. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like a spread out pattern like Woodland. It's like the digital camo where it's like little tiny squares that make gotcha. up the pattern. I got to find a picture of this thing. 
so we can post it online. But one of the sharpest looking warmups I've ever seen. Imagine us with a purple and yellow one for EB. I think it would be electric. You guys have watched The Office, right? Yeah. Okay, good. We don't have to end the podcast here. Um, I like I've always wanted to get a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins jersey and have the number one on it and have it say from Dwight on the back, like the one he gets for <laughs> Michael on his birthday. But I don't want to wear a Penguins jersey. So, yeah, that's yeah, true. One other one I think I want to mention is the um, Rochester Americans. Those jerseys Those are good really sharp like the blue one with like the the it's like the usa shield it almost looks like team usa jersey it's got the usa shield on it kind of at an angle and then it just says america across yeah and like, those are kind of sweet honestly i i think that it'd be fun to see the u.s olympic team like take a page out of that book and go a little more like liberal with that oh for sure Uh, All right. Well, we're going to hop into the episode here. But before we do, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's real Bay apparel made by real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Nick, the floor is yours. All right, all right, all right. So last week marked the 124th anniversary of the first college hockey game in the United States as Brown faced off against Harvard in 1898. So that's how long college hockey has been played in this country. Uh, Great pictures. Uh, This comes to us from Hockey Bukaki. That's a great follow on Instagram if you like hockey history and all this just like random stat nerd stuff that we do. Uh, It's so bonkers to look at what the game looked like back then it's just like the sticks the gloves it's it's insane yeah he's a good follow yeah uh the hershey bears they did it again uh we know their teddy bear toss is like the thing that they're known for that and winning more calder cups than any other team in american hockey league history uh they set a new record this year again through throwing fifty two thousand three hundred and forty one stuffed animals onto the ice to be donated to local charities hats off to them Great pictures, great videos. Our boy Zach was rolling around in some stuffed animals, maybe grabbed a couple for that little munchkin he's got coming soon. So great to see them do uh, another one of these. Yeah, they were making like big headlines with that. Like I saw like ESPN posting about them. You know, hockey you, night in Canada. Uh, if you can get ESPN to care about hockey, you know, you really did something. So absolutely. Uh, Roman Yossi became the Predators' all-time assist leader with two assists in their contest against the Jets back on January 20th. Uh, I think we knew he was going to rewrite the record books there. It was only just a matter of time. Uh, so hats off to to Roman for uh, setting that mark. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if you look at the list of names, it's all like guys who have played for the team in the last like 10 years. Guess it yeah. makes sense since they're still, I guess, in the scheme of things, fairly new. Uh, but I guess you could say that. But yeah, congrats to Yossi. He's been a complete tank this season so far. Seriously. Uh, the Sabres, some Sabres news that's actually exciting for once. Uh, they're switching back to their quote-unquote goat head logo and that red-black color scheme for their sweater as an alternate next season. Now, this is one of my favorite jerseys in hockey, period. 
Uh, so I am very excited to see this come back. What I am pissed about is that I won't be able to get Jack Eichel on it. Yeah, I got to think of somebody else to get. Alex Tuck could be kind Alex of funny. Tuck. Dylan Alex Cousins. Tuck would be a good one. Dylan Cousins is probably the better one to get. Honestly, I wish they would just do this for all their jerseys, though, not yes. just the alternate. Uh, yes. I am relieved to hear it is going to be black and red. I was telling Harry I was really worried they were going to fuck this up and go back to the like Buffalo or the goat head or whatever, but – Make keep it their blue and yellow color scheme, and that would have just ruined the whole thing. So. Absolutely, that would have been horrible. Is so? This is the alternate. It's not the full time. No, they're gonna stick with the royal blue that they have as like the uh, the full time yeah. one. And they said alternate, win, but they also did that. Like you remember when uh, Carolina wore uh, the Hartford Whalers uniform for like ten games or something that year yeah. for like select yeah. games. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of jerseys, I want to find this real quick because I retweeted it on the Twitter account and I thought it was pretty exciting. Uh, The NHL reverse retro program by Adidas Hockey is set to return next season per the aesthetics. Uh, The jersey design will once again involve all 32 teams with new designs with reportedly some quote unquote bending the definition of retro with an eye emoji. No idea what that means. Interesting. Um, tweeting like 15 year olds from the Adidas account, but you know, <laughs> I wonder if that's, um, that's their way of just saying like, Hey, it doesn't have to be retro. Just make like a design based on one that you had previously. Cause I don't think they want the Red Wings stars or Islanders to do what they did last time. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can get yeah, creative with it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad hockey's making more jerseys. I think it's a uh, cool. It's, it's great for marketing. Right. I mean, why not? Cut- it's, it's free money for them. Coming off a pandemic, you need more money. No better way than to crank out some more. The alternates. fans love it. Like, there's yeah. really no reason not to. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of jerseys, while we're on this, I saw a heated Twitter thread online. Like, a ton of people were saying that they want the NHL to go back to teams wearing white at home. I saw that. I've seen a lot of people saying that. I don't. It doesn't really make a difference to me, but I feel like you would want to see your home team wearing like the colorful ones when you're home. Agreed. I think it's like, don't get me wrong. Like a whiteout in the stands for like the playoffs is sick, but I always hate when like the jets do their whiteout and then their team is in blue. I mean, it just feels wrong to me too. Like there's, there's been a a handful of games where like, I forget what, but the caps were red on the road once this year, for some reason it had something to do with, whatever jersey i think it was when the kings wore their uh chrome dome ones yeah exactly the kings are wearing those it just feels weird like watching that game seeing the caps in red but i'm like oh but they're on a road trip right now it's weird because like it makes so much sense when you look at it in like the 90s and then when you look at it now it looks so wrong no they need to stick to the dark color i mean you want to see your team's colors at home right and especially when you got like themes like rock the red you got to wear red right pens last year tried to do gold rush that ended horribly and those jerseys suck but nonetheless they tried (laughs) yeah those do suck calgary had the 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 red sea which i think is one of the coolest ones and that's awesome so as much as i hate them like when the flyers bowl like the lower bowl is packed and all you can see is orange that's really really cool and the preds is a good color like when the whole pred stadium is gold that's really cool too yeah that's a good one yeah i think they need to stay uh dark at home in my opinion big jersey episode here boys yeah Talking a lot of jerseys. Yeah. Manella why. gets going. Manella gets rolling when you talk about Jays. Yeah, wonder why. Um, <laughs> the Ontario government has announced that the attendance for Leafs and Sens home games will be as follows. It's going to be bumped up to 50% capacity. 
basically by the end of February and then around mid-March on the 14th, they're going to be back to 100% capacity. So that's good to see. Uh, I know there were some question marks uh, coming out of the the new year about what was going on up there with teams traveling and stuff. So it seems like that, at least in Ontario, is getting back to a, a stable place. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders legend Clark Gillies passed away recently at the age of 67. He spent 12 of his 14 seasons with the Islanders after they drafted him fourth overall. He played 872 games, scoring 304 goals, 359 assists for 663 points, helped the Islanders to win four straight Stanley Cups in the 80s and was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2002. ton of people expressed their uh, their sympathies to his family and just how much this guy meant to them. Um, a notable one, I would say, is Gerard Gallant was like, this is who I wanted to be growing up. Like, I wanted to score goals, and I wanted to punch people in the face. That's and Clark the, Gillies to a T. That's hockey in a nutshell. So, yeah, um, you know, saw a lot of messages after that news came out on Twitter and Instagram, so – obviously a huge presence that's been in the hockey world for quite some time. And, you know, he will be missed. Absolutely. And we, we know those Islander guys, especially from those cup winning teams, they, they stayed on long Island. They were very involved in the community. So we know he will be sorely missed up there. Uh, I want to talk about an ugly incident from the American hockey league this past Friday. Uh, the San Jose Barracuda and native, uh, you know, they suspended one of their players, native of the Czech Republic, Christoph Hrabik. They suspended him for 30 games after he made a racist gesture towards Boko and Mama of the Tucson Roadrunners back on January 12th. A source told ESPN that Hrabik, who's 22, imitated the movements of a monkey and a taunt that targeted a mama who is black. The taunt was spotted by players on the Roadrunners bench, and Hrabik was confronted on the ice by the uh, the Roadrunners' Travis Barron, while Amama was held back by a linesman during the stoppage in play. So just another disgusting, ugly incident that has absolutely no place in hockey. I'm sure there's an investigation being launched. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that the 30-game suspension was just sort of like a, this is what like our policy is. We kind of have to do this while we look into it a little bit further. But uh, something that's just, it makes your stomach just absolutely do backflips. It's disgusting. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that guy doesn't play ever again and probably for good reason. I think that this has been happening way too often in the sport and way too often in the world, obviously, too. And it's, you know, the only the only good thing that's coming from it is the, a lot of people are standing up and, and making their voices heard that they're on the right side of things. And that's the only way it's going to get better, right, is other people, just other guys in the league standing up for each other and talking about that that's what we kind of need to do. Uh, and just support support guys more than ever. Sucks that it keeps happening, though. It's, it's really getting frustrating. Absolutely. Uh, the Russian and Canadian Olympic teams have their rosters released. Russia announced theirs. Canada had theirs uh, released accidentally via Twitter for the upcoming Olympics. Uh, the Russian team features the following notable players. Artem Anisimov, Mikhail Grigorenko, Nikita Gusev, and Slava Voinov, who you guys will remember from winning a cup with the Kings in 2012, I believe. Um, he was suspended shortly after that and has not played in the NHL since. Uh, the Canadian team will feature Eric Stahl, Josh Hosang, Mason McTavish, and Owen Power. So these are really the two teams I think that everyone's looking at right now. Uh, Don't forget superstar Daniel Winnick too, right? Yep. Daniel Winnick yeah. made the team. Um, so did like Davey DeHarnay, a bunch of uh, you know guys who were just in the league a couple years ago. 
Uh, but basically everyone's sort of looking at these two teams, like, okay, they have the most either NHL or like NHL adjacent experience between them. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm Canada's roster cracks me up because it's guys in their forties and then two teenagers in McTavish and power who are 18 and 19 years old. It's in a weird way. This is going to be a very fun Olympics. I'm actually quite excited to watch these teams. I know we all wish that it probably was current NHL guys, but you know, this is the next best thing. I'm excited to see Daniel Winnick out there suiting up for Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I, obviously, uh, Russia, I would say, is probably the most loaded. We'll see what the, the couple of teenagers can do for Canada. Has U.S. launched their roster yet? I, I feel like we I would thought have they something. had. I haven't seen it yet. I maybe. haven't seen it yet. I feel like we would have seen something if they Russia, had. Then... Russia always finds a way to blow it, though. I feel like NHL or not, they always find a way to like choke when they're supposed to be the best. So, and that's probably an accurate statement, but I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah, it is the next best thing. It just sucks that we're not getting geared up to see Matthews and Kane versus, you know, McDavid yeah. and McKinnon. Oh, and God, uh, it's just when you look at the rosters, what they are, you know, now versus what it could have been, it does make you think, Jesus, God, mm-hmm. like, that sucks. But it is what it is. Yeah, Huge have- for those guys, though. I mean, imagine yes. you're one of these dudes and you're just you, you had no intention of going to the Olympics. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. I'm an Olympian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. Chance to go bring home an Olympic medal. That's not yeah. something that just everyone gets to do. So kudos to them. I mean, they've worked hard to get to where they are. Yeah, they no they deserve nothing, it. Nothing taken away from those guys at all. Uh, Keith Yandel, uh, the other night, uh, last night, actually, he tied Doug Jarvis for the most consecutive games played, uh, more commonly referred to as the Ironman streak. Uh, and we'll break the record in about 20 minutes here as we are recording against the New York Islanders tonight. So a little bit of NHL history happening. Great for Yans. I know that this one he's been working towards for a while. So uh, good to see that guy get rewarded. So what is it? 964 games in a row, I believe. Yep. 964 in a row. There's only 12 defensemen left in the NHL um, that are still playing when this streak actually started. That's nuts. And- I read that the teammate that he played with the most during this Ironman streak is actually Shane Doan. I believe that was at 429 games that they played together during the streak. So wow. kind of fucking nuts. Um, hats off to Yans, right? I mean, he's been and he's still you know, a pretty decent player, maybe not on the Flyers because they're a shit fuck team. But other than that, uh, he could probably do something if he were on a contender. Uh, but one of the one of the most underrated stats, records, whatever you want to call it, in the NHL, in my opinion. I think that this speaks a lot of volume about who he is and some of the guys that he's passed. And I don't know if we'll ever see this get broken. I only say that because, you know, now you got maintenance days. You got, you know, so the game's so much faster than it used to be when Yance started and things are so physical. And Guys are in know. protocol. They're out of guys protocol. Guys are in protocol. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you bring that up, right? So it's just kind of nuts. Um, shout out to Yance. Also more impressive if he made that record during all of this with the protocols. That's seriously, it's wild. So, I mean, it's nuts to think about, especially when you think about some of the teams he's been on, like that coyotes team, they weren't, I mean, they were good. They went to the, he was there when they went to the conference finals. Right. Yep. So they were good and they had a couple of playoff runs, but they also had some pretty tough years and he's lugging a ton of minutes for those teams. So to be able to do that as a defenseman, when you're, you know, eating pucks and stuff and, you know, hitting guys in the corner over and over again for, 900 games is is nuts beast yeah beast 
uh, from one beast to another. Here's an absurd OV stats of the week for you. So since 2005, 2006, goal scoring and hits are as follows. In fifth place, we have Evgeny Malkin with 426 goals and 576 hits. In fourth place, we have Eric Stahl with 430 goals and 897 hits. In third, we have Steven Stamkos with 458 goals and 962 hits. In second place, we have Sid with 492 goals and 904 hits. And in first place, we have Alex Ovechkin with 757 goals and 3,183 hits. That's fucked. <laughs> it's insane. I Yeah, that, I, I had to like read that more than once because I couldn't believe that there were four digits next to that. No, not or next to that stat rather. It's insane. And the other one is as a combined roster, the Ottawa senators have scored 627 goals in their careers. And Ovi has 759. That is also absolutely nuts. Uh, me being stat guy nerd that I am, we pulled those stats over the weekend. I think if you update it, um, just putting this out there, cause now it's going to be on Twitter. You should see it this week. Crosby's at 496 goals now. So should be hitting 500 here pretty shortly. Yeah. You would think play Arizona tonight. Who knows? Maybe four tonight. True. A uh, <laughs> couple of discussions. I want to talk Mac, to you guys about Max, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen stranger things happen. Has he ever had a four goal game? No, he just had a hat trick over the weekend though against Columbus, I believe. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah, hat tricks are cool. I just my my favorite player gets a couple. Of four <laughs> no. goal games, so. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, fight of the year, Curtis McDermott and Nick Delorier drop the mitts in a monster heavyweight bout. That's it's basically 500 pounds worth of hockey player hitting each other, and they just threw bombs at each other for a minute solid. Uh, did you guys watch that? Saw the highlight of it. It was yeah, hell of a bout for sure. Like how the refs kept letting them go. You see a lot of times these days where guys are readjusting their elbow pad, or you know they're putting guys, you know they kind of take a break in the middle, not a break, but you can see they're resting, try to get their breath. Refs just let them go. A lot of times nowadays they start cutting it off when that stuff happens. So yes, I would say it's probably the fight of the year, and it was a great tilt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Willie, he had a monster hit in the Caps game against. <clears throat> the Bruins the other night destroyed Anton Bly. And of course the internet loses its mind. Everyone's saying that this is like a dirty hit. It's a cheap hit. Um, I've watched this a thousand times. I watched this play develop. I saw Wilson line this guy up when this guy's head was down. The principal point of contact was the chest. I'm sorry. Clean hit. Don't clean hit. About it. Very clean hit. What did Jack Edwards say? Did he actually have some, uh, did you guys hear the audio? I did not. I tried to find it. I couldn't. Um, basically, it was like, and Wilson absolutely blindsides. How do you say the last guy's name? Lead. Blade. Lead blind. And I'm just know. like, and then I guess uh, I, I didn't see what happened after that. Did the Bruins retaliate and try to rough up Willie or did they just let it go? Because they don't really I, have anyone that can yeah. rough up. Willie, he, so. He's one of them, honestly. Usually bleed is the yeah. one kind of getting into some shit. There's a there's yeah. a few other guys, but Wh- Edwards was Frederick. Just- yeah, they got Frederick. Carlo can kind of chuck him too. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, eh. but yeah, I don't know if, if you hear the Edwards audio, he's like, he blindsides him, and it's just kind of putting the homer in the call without yeah. trying to be too blatant about it. It's just like, you know, shut up. Yeah. I let Yachtlender watch Edwards a Bruins sucks. game with me the other night when we had money on the over, and uh, 
he's like, this announcer is absolutely brutal. I can't listen to this. And yeah. I was like, yep, welcome to Jack Edwards. It's um, I hate like I was watching Boston Carolina the other night and I hate um, Bally sports took over Fox mm-hmm. sports. I hate their yeah. scoreboard at the bottom. It just bothers that, me for some reason. Is that Carolina's reason. broadcast? Yeah. So I was watching I the watched. Bruins broadcast, but I just watched it on mute. Yeah. Who, who's doing the Hurricanes play-by-play now that Forslund's in Couldn't Seattle. tell you. You don't know? Was no. it good? Uh, I didn't listen to it. I had the Bruins one on just on mute. I always like watching the uh, the Flyers broadcast because Keith Jones has always been one of my one of my dudes. Awesome. Yeah. Is Bill is Bill Clements still on there? Um, go good back to him. Western because I know I know that uh, I know Keith does like color stuff for his the color. Flyers. I'm trying to think who the main guy is. Come back to me. I'll get it. I don't think it's not Clements. I know it's not Clements, but he used to do national broadcast too. I think back in the he day. was uh, Gary's partner. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now that's why it rings a bell, but nonetheless, I digress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stars of the week, uh, Harry, we would be remiss if we did not talk about Chris Kreider. He is now storming away with the, um, the league leading goals. He's, uh, he had a hat trick the other night. He's uh, the first person to reach 30 this year. Uh, it's, it's just been so impressive to see what he's done. Yeah. He had five goals and two assists and seven points in three games played last week. Like Nick said, leading the league with 30 goals as of right now. And 15 of those goals, 15 of the 30, literally 50% math guy, uh, on the power play. Wild. That's nuts. Back to the Flyers for a second. Apparently, it's Jim Jackson that does the uh, – Yeah, Clements yeah. did – I think Clements did the color before Jones or maybe subs in on the color when Jones was out. Yeah, that could be. I know Scotty Hartnell sometimes hops in there too on when uh, Keith Jones out is uh, – out or not there or whatever, but anyway. Gotcha. Uh, second star of the week, Vili Huso of the St. Louis Blues, 3-0-0, a 1-3-4 GAA, and a 9-6-0 save percentage with a clean sheet in there. And then third, Timo Meyer of the Sharks. Obviously, he's got six goals in three games played, so yeah, he's hot. Uh, it's yeah, all because f- of that one game. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. But Five goals in one game will do that for you. Yeah, I saw absolutely. they literally posted like the top like six scores in the league the other day, and he's like sixth now because of that that game just like rocketed him right up the uh, charts. Right there, the rankings. So. It'll do it. I mean, five goals in one game, you know. Alrighty, but before we get to any around the league or housekeeping stuff, we just want to remind everyone that summer may be over, but there's still never been a better time to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of? Well, you're in luck because the yacht lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the yacht lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at www.yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at Yachtlender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. Let's cover some stuff from around the league here. Some injuries to get to. Uh, The Canadians, Jake Allen is going to miss eight weeks with an injury. Sabres rookie Jack Quinn is going to be out four to six weeks. Nick Ehlers following that hit with Dmitry Orlov is week to week with an MCL sprain. Joel Farabee is out for four weeks for the Flyers. And San Jose Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson is out six to eight weeks for arm surgery. Uh, The one suspension we have on here, obviously, I just mentioned uh, Orlov and Ehlers. Dmitry Orlov was suspended for two games after a knee-on-knee incident with Ehlers. 
Uh, he's since served those two games and he was back in the lineup the other night. Wanted to cover some trade rumors here as we start to gear up and make the push towards the deadline because it's going to be sooner. It's going to be here sooner than I think a lot of us think. Uh, the Hawks, they are reportedly looking at a first rounder as a return from Mark Andre Fleury. Do you guys think that's a reasonable ask? I'd give them a first and a second if they retain half the salary. Ooh. Yeah. That's how bad I... I want the Caps to get a fucking goal. <laughs> Well, you got to think there's some pretty desperate teams right now who need to make a run time, you know, time on the clock is ticking. Edmonton comes to mind. Uh, Washington kind of comes to mind. You know, they haven't really found that solidified goal yet. The tricky thing about this is this is, it's just a one-year deal he's on, right? With the Blackhawks. So you get no term. You don't, you don't, there's no guarantee he's going to play more than just that. And, you know, he's talked about maybe retiring after this year too. So we don't know what's going to happen after this year. So you're going to give up a whole lot for quite the gamble. And if you don't win the cup with him, you're really like, wow, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Avalanche have a por- reportedly been in contact with the Philadelphia Flyers about Claude Giroux uh, trying to load up their forward depth for the playoffs. Holy shit. Giroux, Kadri, and McKinnon down the middle. I feel like we get a Giroux trade rumor every year. I just feel like the Flyers are too stubborn to actually let him go. Yeah, I kind of agree, but I would love to see it happen. Yeah. Could G, be fun. G is like all time, like hockey guy. Like, you know, he, it's a shame that he's in Philly and I haven't like gotten to like him, but I'm sure if he was on a different team, I'd probably root for him. Sick hands, great yeah, shot, hits, I agree. chirps, just seems like a real dude's dude. So uh, I'd like to see him get out of that cesspool in Philly. <laughs> what? What is, what is this? What is this? The, the orb of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Am I confused? No, no, no. no just, so, uh, anytime just, we talk about the Flyers. Yeah, we got to bring up oh, the fact that oh, uh, I was, <laughs> I was Flyers fans sure. are hypnotized. So I was trying to make sure I didn't have another. No, you didn't um, have another moment. Not blue, yet. You're good. Blue, blue bet. <laughs> Holy crap. I can't believe I said that on air. Anyways, uh, let's move on. The Rangers, Bruins, and Panthers are reportedly among the clubs interested in Jacob Chikrin. The Coyotes have apparently already received an offer of two former first rounders and a 2022 first round pick. And if it's going to be New York, I think it's widely understood that the piece going back in return would probably be Kratzov. If the Rangers get Jacob Chikrin, I don't look out. Say, look yeah, out. Yeah. It, it's I, oh God, fuck. I hate it, but it's yeah. the Is, Rangers are loaded. And this guy, if he's on a good team, you'd probably start seeing him in that like top 10 ranking probably around number 10 maybe 11 12 somewhere there he just eats pox plays a ton of minutes skates like he doesn't make any mistakes i gotta say something and i can't believe i'm gonna say this on a recorded program (laughs) but i kind of like this rangers team like i know i know i was on i was thinking about this during the shootout last night Panarin uh, is super fun to watch. Obviously, Chris Kreider is leading the fucking NHL in goals right now at his age, and he is—he's a beast. Like you can't take anything away from him. And obviously, Igor is fun to watch. They've got a fun team. Panarin's just a, a goofball. Zach Jones, they, our boy. Yep, he, they, he cracks the lineup a little more. I am becoming an enormous Adam Fox fan. And probably a little bit of that is because he's American, but just watching that game against the Kings last night, and we'll touch on that a little later in the episode. 
he is i think i underrated him i watch yeah. clips of rangers games i see like you know him dancing guys at the blue line like mccarr does but i've never really sat it's been a while since i've watched a full rangers game start to finish and i did that last night and my god he is he's something else man he, he skates like the wind he covers the entire ice literally it's wild and went absolutely bark clunk in the shootout last night too just threw that thing up under the yeah. roof it was insane yeah. uh another defenseman that's absolutely sick as john klingberg and apparently the return for him could be a first rounder a prospect and an additional draft pick as well the leafs and the hurricanes have been among the teams mentioned as a destination if the hurricanes get john klingberg look out yeah and that one makes sense to me for some reason as soon as i saw this rumor i like pictured in my head klingberg in a canes uniform and like the announcer being like, and a shot from Klingberg, he's gone. <laughs> the canes go up three to nothing. Like, oh, I can just God. see this. I can see it. I hate it, but I can see it. It makes sense to me. I don't have this stat in front of me. They have to have the most Swedish and Finnish players on a roster, I think. Something he's going from the team with the most Finnish players ever, Dallas, to the next most, probably in Carolina. Well, I know Carolina's got a lot of sweet or no. Aho is Finnish. Tara Vinen, I believe, is also Finnish. Yep. Yeah, a couple guys on there. I'm probably missing some too, but. Yeah. Uh, the Kings apparently are looking to add a high talent acquisition to their roster to make a playoff push. Uh, cool. After watching last that's game, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of cute. You know, it's, it's a pretty oh, lofty nice. goal. You make there, a, you make a little playoff push. That's cute. All right. Well, <laughs> Uh, the Sabres could be looking for a first rounder in exchange for Colin Miller. Does anyone else think that's a little bit steep? That's no, that's not, that's not right. They could maybe get like a second rounder. Colin Miller is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think if, if we're getting a first rounder for like flurry and like Klingberg Miller is not on the same level as that. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Uh, the Oilers, we know that they need a goalie. They could apparently be interested in Martin Jones. Ha. Anton Kudobin, uh, though I think like Doby's contract is probably going to be too much for them to handle. But like analogy time, solving your goaltending problems with Martin Jones is like trying to stop a tidal wave with a piece of duct tape. It's just not going to work. Like <laughs> it's an oxymoron. It's not. Yeah. It's literally just yeah. That's insane. I mean, the fact that they're looking into Jones and no offense, Hudobin's a good goalie, but. Neither of those guys are the answer here. Like they're missing the point. If those are the types perfectly of fine backups. After. Yeah. Yeah. But they already have that. Like Koskinen, I think would be a perfectly fine backup. I don't think he's as bad as people are saying either. I just think that he can't bear the weight of the team and it's not, it's not working when he's the one getting blamed for all of it too. It's just a bad, bad relationship there or whatever. But you, I mean, I'm picturing these guys in the Edmonton sweater and they're not, they're losing the same games they've lost and they're winning the same games they've won. Like they're, that's not going to change shit. Martin Jones might make them worse. (laughs) In the wise words of one of my favorite artists, Morgan Wallen, it's like trying to put a bandaid on a bullet hole. Well said. It just is not going to work. This is the last resort. It shouldn't even be a resort. You can't do this. This is like, it's worth Chuck all your draft picks for this summer out the fucking window because you're going to lose McDavid <laughs> or Dreisaitl if you don't make the playoffs. Go for Flower. Go all in. The future doesn't matter. You're going to suck anyway. You're probably going to have one of your stars leave. Do not get Martin Jones as your answer for goaltender. 
I can't believe I actually have to say I this. I feel like in reality, the Oilers should get Flurry and the Caps should get, dare I say it, bring back Holtby. Yeah. Ooh. I actually think that would be a good idea for us. I really do. Ooh. It could be fun. I've seen And that. I think we could get him for cheap. A little homecoming action. Okay. Yeah. Personally, he comes back. They my, do another one. my jersey hanging. Same. Yeah, they yeah. do another one with Holtby. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, if he came back, they might just like, stars might just align. We just right. win that. No. Uh, another uh, defenseman on the block. Apparently, the Canadians could be looking at a first rounder as well as another asset in return for Ben Sherrod. This one, I think, is a little bit more re- realistic to ask for a first rounder. I would say than the Colin Miller one. I could justify giving up a first for Ben Sherrod a lot. I don't know what that other asset would be or what they would be looking for, but uh, you know, I think that's just something that they're probably saying to try and get teams to bite because everyone knows that they're not making the playoffs anytime soon. Uh, Dylan Strom could potentially fetch a third or fourth rounder in a trade. Capitals pay attention. Uh, the Rangers have expressed interest in Jake DeBrusque, who requested a trade out of Boston earlier this season. Luckily, nothing's ever Nothing bad has ever happened from a player going from a New York team to a Boston team or back and forth ever before. So that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and then the Habs are expecting teams to call about Tyler to Foley. That's one that I, yeah, I like that you wrote Washington Capitals pay attention for that one too, because I thought the same thing. Something tells me him and Oshi would be just like, yeah, buddies. That like, would be fun. They two play Canadian the same boys, game same exact role, two Canadian boys. They're both like, I think around the same age, wingers. Yep. That would be great. Yeah. He should, yeah, he could be like that third liner that we like really need. Our third line has just been like absent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Gambling well, time. Yeah. Let's get into the money talk. But before we do, we think Mac has a word for y'all. But before we do, I sure do have a word for all of you. I just wanted to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. SharpRank created the first ever cross-sports rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download a free app for iPhone and Android today. And while we're talking about Sharp Rank, uh, shall we announce where we stand currently on the leaderboard here for NHL? NHL you got leaderboard, it. Anyway? Yes, please. So we have myself in seventh place. I've been kind of bump, bumping around between like fifth and seventh in the last couple of weeks. I'm trying to, you know, trying to. You get and I have been playing here. Leapfrog. Yeah, we have. We'll we'll, we'll see. We're we're gonna get a roll here sooner or later. So I'm in seventh. Nick is right above me in sixth. And then Mr. Harrison out there in third place, holding it down. He had some time in first place, even briefly. So um, briefly, not I, not too shabby. All all three of us in the top ten. I like it. I feel like I got a cold streak coming my way. I was too hot for a while, and I was everything I knew was going to happen happened. And lately, I'm starting to feel that luck kind of diminish a little bit. So I will say, I fucking suck at betting over unders i can't win one to save my life they're hard in the nhl they're such a coin flip i feel like they're yeah. so they're so hard i try you to really need to do those. like your homework like you need to look at who played last night uh mm-hmm. who's starting in net for both teams not just the good one or the bad one like it, it really does matter and That's like the- how many of their last <clears throat> games went over or under, like have their, has their yeah. offense been producing recently or is it just like anemic or like, right. 
Or like, one that I thought about the other day, uh, Mac, you and I were talking about this is uh, so if you're in a position like we are as Caps fans where other teams use that facility, the Georgetown Hoyas had a basketball game at 1 p.m. on the on Saturday. The Caps played the Senators that night at 7 p.m. That's bad ice. Yeah. But do you, that, when you've got bad ice, do you go for the over or the under? I would think under because I think nobody can catch passes and shit, yeah, right? What absolutely. was the score of that game, though? I think it was like. Oh no! It was like three to three two. To two. Yeah. yeah, it was. So, so just about. Yeah. How the fuck did you find that out? I guess you'd have to really. That's like deep, deep research. Well, that for... one's just one that we know because right. we right. know who shares cap one with the caps, and we can just check if they have a game that day and if it's at home or not. But yeah, yeah if, if it's a random rank, you're like, well, shit. I don't know who else plays here besides the Coyotes or whatever. So right. Well, I'm back to Nick's point. It really is all about finding scheduling and goaltending, like. Mm-hmm. hopefully this doesn't age poorly but last night uh last night would be january 24th right now Monday. we're recording this on january 25th last night the golden knights played the caps at cap one it was a one nothing game tonight they have to turn around and go play carolina in carolina and carolina's a wagon obviously golden knights are no slouch either but they got a lot of injuries right now to some key players and they played last night i'm taking the carolina hurricanes same. And and the Knights have been struggling a little bit too, like before. However, I will say Robin Lehner looked like a cheat code in that last night. He's not he did, in that yeah. tonight. They started Brossois, but yeah, that man is just so big. He just how do he score on that dude? He took one right in the chompers last night too, right yeah, off the helmet, right off the dome. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but it like dented Ovi shot of course dented the goalie cage like not the mask but the cage mm-hmm. uh so he had to mm-hmm. sw- like swap out the cage halfway through the game which is just i feel like yeah. i would have to wait a month for my ears to stop ringing after something like that but yeah for sure but it's all about scheduling so just keep do your research and keep an eye out for that uh before we move on to the rangers speak of the caps game last night just want to give a shout out former guest of the program mike finn actually got caught on camera sitting behind i believe vv was on the bench or was yep. Sam off yep, sammy was, was on the bench sammy was on the bench little uh snippet saw it on mortgage mortgage whiz instagram shout out to our old sponsor uh mm-hmm. good for mike enjoying the game he wore glasses couldn't recognize him uh <laughs> rangers let's go igor shesterkin that is the hottest man in the nhl right now i've been riding the rangers hard in the last six or seven games just because of the igor stats i read you guys the stat lines last week he was first in gaa saves wins and probably fucking shutouts i can't remember go back and listen if you have it uh among goalies with the top 10 or who have started at least 10 games nick i watched that game last night um you know the after the caps game was over he looks like he's been in the league for like 10 years and it's only been three i know like i don't know what it is about him but he just looks so calm like in that shootout he was so calm and you know making paddle saves like it was no one's business why can't that be our young russian <laughs> goaltender why does our young russian goaltender kind of suck <laughs> yeah well the rangers are five and one in their last six Kreider is a goal scoring machine we said earlier he's leading the league with 30 he's about plus 120 to score a goal i was gonna take that yesterday but i didn't know what to do a lot of people were taking the under in that game, so I stayed clear, but I should have trusted my gut. And the Rangers' power play, I mean, holy shit, they are absolutely lethal right now. 
Uh, anybody on that power play unit, I would say to get a point is a great bet, specifically calling out Zabenajad, Panarin, Fox, and Kreider. Once again, jealous. What like the Caps are supposed to be the ones like with a good power play and like a hot young Russian goaltender, but instead it's the Rangers. And the Rangers are literally like, what are they, top three in the league right now? Yep. Yeah, they're third in the NHL on points. Brutal. They're sick. They're they are disgusting. So they're good time good. to be in the Big Apple if you're a uh, you're a rags fan. Uh, this next little stat, I don't know which one of you pulled it, but I'll let you guys explain. That's Matt, yeah, right? Yeah, that is me. So I was looking at road teams. This is pretty interesting. So, you know, this isn't going to be a big surprise. These are a lot of the bottom feeders in the league in general. But if you see these teams on the road, you might want to throw a little something extra on their opponent. Montreal has played 25 road games so far this year, and they have won just three of them. That's unbelievable to me. They've won three out of 25 road games this year. They have 12 points, though, on the road. Three of them, you know, three times two, six. There's half of them. The other half, they have lost six games in either overtime or shootout. So 12 points on the road, but only three wins. So I like the money line of any other team that's playing the Habs, especially if it's on the road for the Habs. Other teams that suck on the road, we have – Seattle, they have won just four games on the road in 17 road games. Detroit has won just five games on the road out of 20 road games. And New Jersey has won just five road games out of 18. Uh, what else we got here? Vegas, Moneyline, Nashville, Puckline. That's Nick. Is that yep. you? Yeah, I've pulled these. So uh, Vegas, uh, you know, in terms of betting, their money line is 12 and five more on, when they're on the road this year. So usually the road team gives you a little bit better value. Uh, so that's a good one to look at. And then the total uh, uh, has gone, I'll get to the Predators in a second, but the total has gone under in six of Buffalo's last seven games on the road. So Sabres, when they travel, not scoring a ton. I don't know if that's just who they're playing against. I mean, we just talked about this. Do your homework, pay attention to, you know, maybe that team that they're going into, uh, you know, play against played last night or something like that. Just, you know, these are the kind of things that you want to look out for. And then Nashville puck line is 15 and eight on the road. And I don't hate that for puck line value at all. That's a good one. Is that talking about specifically minus one and a half or yep. whatever puck line they were at for those games? That's specifically minus one and a half. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, I will also say that honestly, like if you want to combine these two, if you see Nashville or Vegas, hosting the Canadians, the Red Wings, the Devils, or the Kraken, hammer the Knights or the Predators. Yeah. So the Predators play the Kraken tonight at 10 p.m. In Nashville? In Seattle. Oh, okay. Well, well still- no, using these stats, I mean, you know, Nashville. Yeah, but we want Seattle on the road because they suck away from climate. Play. That's fair. I, I was looking at that game. I oh, but I guess you're right. Mind. Nashville on the road. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I mean, the value is decent. I think Nashville, from what I saw, is only like minus 150 you know against what? the Kraken. I was going to mention this. We talked last week and we've talked about before, like cursed teams that we can't bet against or like we were talking about how the Oilers might be cursed. We might be done betting. Them. Might be. We always, <laughs> we always, we always talk about how the Kings are a team that we can't bet against. And then we still do. And then we lose except for last night. Thank God. Uh, but a team I might have to stop betting anytime they're involved is Seattle. Honestly, I Same. lose every mm-hmm. time I bet against the Kraken and they haven't won that many games. I feel like every one of their wins, they've like burned me with a freaking win when they weren't supposed to. So 
they win games like they did last night in the most annoying way. Like they scored twice in 17 seconds or something stupid like that. You know what? Keep your eye on Marcus Johansson. That guy's actually been getting kind of kind of hot for the Kraken. I don't know what his points look like, but he's he's making a lot of differences out there on the ice. I've been watching their games recently, and I I don't know. I wonder if like a guy like him might get some calls about during the trade deadline. Could are you guys it. are you guys like me where I look at the schedule on the NHL app on my phone and I envision when I wake up what I'm gonna see? Crazy lunatic shit. No, but I, that's try, what, I, I try to think about that sometimes. Like, I, I think about when I wake up, what do I think I'm going to see? I don't really think about the game. I mean, obviously I do, but I think my first instinct is, what am I going to wake up and see? Is it going to be disappointment or am I, like, confident in this? I have no faith that the Predators are going to win tonight on the road. I want to bet them, but I can't because my gut is just telling me you're going to wake up and it's going to be 4-2 cracking. Seattle's just weird like that this year. And yeah, it's their first year. And yeah, and like, unless you've been like watching every single one of their games all year, it's kind of hard to, you know, judge based on, you know, how they've been playing because half the time they look incompetent and half the time they look like, you know, Carson Susie's out there scoring twice. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. No, Harry. I mean, I, I get what you're saying that sometimes you just get a gut feeling like that. Also listeners, you can follow Harrison Scholl's palm readings on uh, <laughs> Instagram. He's starting a new little, you know, palm reading future, future predicting that. that. So I would love to do that. I would love to do that. That would be a great page. A lot of bat features on there tarot too. cards too. He's doing it all. So give <laughs> yeah. him a follow. Uh, who's hot. Who's not uh, for who's hot. The Bruins. We've been saying it the last couple episodes, but they're playing really good hockey recently. Mar- they did Chance get kinda... spanked the other night, though. They did. Uh, and then they won their next game, I believe. And I think I took them on that because I thought they got spanked. Why would they? Lo- oh, it was against the Caps. Mm-hmm. They got spanked against Carolina. They played the Caps next night. I took them against the Caps. Uh, I don't like to bet against the Caps because then it makes the sting even worse. But I had a good feeling on that one. That was Fair a smart enough. bet. I, yeah, you know, I, based on how many penalties the Caps were taking in that game, it was only a matter of time. If I had no skin in that game, I would have bet against the or against the Caps too. It was a good bet. Um, here's some stats I pulled from Stat Muse. Shout out to them. Last ten games, records and trends. So we have the Avalanche. Last ten games, they are nine zero and one. They have a point in all ten of those games. Obviously, that zero and one means they lost no T or shootout. Uh, 16 straight wins at home. That is fourth all time. And they're chasing Detroit in first place. Who has 23 of them. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Penguins last 10 games. The Penguins are eight, two and O the Leafs are seven, two and one in their last 10. The lightning are seven, three and O as well as the blues are also seven, three and O in their last 10. So those are some hot teams in the last 10 games to pay attention to. Uh, we got a good game coming up tomorrow when this podcast drops, Wednesday, January 26th. They got Colorado at home hosting the Boston Bruins on TNT. That's going to be some good value for the Avalanche at home. I might have to dabble with that, given the uh, stat that Mac just read. I kind of like the over in that one, too. I mean, Rask came yeah. back, but I haven't been like overly impressed with him or anything. Right. No, I hear you. Could be good. Uh, also from StatMuse, well, do you have something else? No, I was going to move on to who's not, but if you got something, go for it. No, I was – yeah, I was just going to read this. So also from StatMuse, the not uh, not section is last 10 games. Flyers, we have 0, 8, and 2. They have lost 12 in a row as they take on the Isles tonight. Um, yeah, not looking good for the Flyers. Things are – 
things are looking bad. I would Canadians, say that like, would you okay. say that the Flyers are just as big, if not a bigger dumpster fire than the Oilers? I think bigger because they the, the Flyers are not going to make the playoffs no matter what they do. The Oilers still can. There's still hope. Yeah, I think the Flyers are dead. I, they need to just clean house. I don't know they what. They need to blow it up, which is why maybe this will be the fi- the year that we actually get the Giroux trade because it's like, who are they kidding themselves? They tried so hard to be like last year. They were like, oh, okay, we missed the playoffs. Let's not freak out. Let's just load up in the offseason. And they did. And I thought it would work, and they still suck. So I, mean, I think it's time to blow it up. Yeah, they tried so hard, and they got so far, but at the end, it didn't really matter. So Yeah, exactly. Shout out Lincoln Park. One of Shout the out Lincoln Park. <laughs> All right, stat muse. We have the Flyers, 0-8-2. Oh, then we have the Canadians, 1-5-4 in their last 10. These last couple get kind of weird because these are, these are teams, honestly, if you learn nothing from this section, maybe just don't touch games involving these last three teams because they're so spotty the canadians one five and four sabers three five and two blue jackets three seven and oh and the red wings three four and three that's the kind of shit i'm talking about the red wings three four and three you don't know what you're gonna get if you're betting against the red wings because they've won four of their last ten and then the other six they've either lost in regulation or lost in a shootout or overtime so they're playing a lot of close games that's something I want to stay away from. The Red Wings are sketchy. The Sabres kicked the shit out of the Flyers, too, over the weekend. It was like 6-2 to two or something ridiculous yeah. like that. They looked good, too. They looked and good a, doing a, it. A plot twist on this. The Canadians at 1-5-4 and four in their last 10. Maybe a little uh, three-way overtime action. A little draw. Four overtime games in the last 10. That's almost 50%. I mean, you can get that at plus 300 usually. So, but actually, with the Habs, with how bad they are, probably get it like plus 350. I so. like that. Uh, I like that that's what you pulled from that stat. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah. Something to look at. Um, we already talked about the Flyers and the. That Oilers. stat's ridiculous, though. Like, I mean, the Flyers having two separate 10 game losing streaks this year is just. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, and then for props, whose is this? This is also mine. So I was looking at, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that likes to dabble with the shot on goal stuff sometimes, which is a, it's a, I know Harry likes to stay away from it. It's a tricky thing to bet because of how random it is. And you never want to put a ton of money on it just because of how random it is, but it's a good way to pad your winnings or try to like make up for like one, like $10 bet that you wish you could get back or whatever. That was me and- last night. There you go. Exactly. To bring it over two and one over two and a half. He got three. And I did that because I thought the Rangers were going to lose the game. Then they won. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to lose everything. I just won on the brink. It doubled my money. I had good luck. Yeah, that is good luck. But that's a great prop. I mean, especially if he's playing on the line with Kane, because you know, he's going to get the puck. Yeah, he's going to get fed a whole bunch. Um, Talking about shots on goal. The Vegas Golden Knights take an ass load of shots on goal. Every single game I pulled. This is ridiculous, but I spent some time doing this. I pulled their shots on goal stats from every game they've played so far this year. And the the lowest they've ever had, the, the complete outlier was 18. And they won that game, by the way, five to two, which is wow. stupid. Um, but besides that outlier of 18, they've had over tw- they've had over 22 every single game. And most games they're averaging like 31. They've had a few games. They've had, let's see, one, two, three, four. They've had 
more than 10 games with 40 plus shots on goal. That is a lot. And just their last five, they've had 29 last night against Washington game before that 53 against Montreal Yeah. game before that 26 before that 34, 31, 35, 43. Like these numbers are ridiculous. So if you're wanting to bet shots on goal, go to Vegas golden Knights and pick like William Carlson if you really want to just try your luck, you can pick like Chandler Stevenson because you can always get him to just take like two shots on goal for like a pretty even-ish value. Sometimes I'll get one, sometimes I'll get two. That's kind of a trickier one, more of a more of a random good luck one. But Adnov shoots a lot. Yeah, the Theodore D as, shoots a lot. The D as well. Yeah, Petrangelo uh, too. Theodore Petrangelo. These guys are ripping the puck, especially if they get power plays. Look at who's playing on their power play and bet these guys to get like two, three, maybe four shots on goal. Marcia so he's, mm-hmm. he shoots it a lot. Um, but anyway, that's a good one that I found. And then like Colorado that. is another good. We talked about Yossi. That's another good one. But Colorado is a uh, another shots on goal machine, specifically Nate Mac. It's always kind of high. He needs to get like five for you to hit the bet most nights. So that's a little trickier. But Kadri, Kadri's tough because he either gets like zero shots on goal or like last night he had seven. And usually his number is set at like three, like over two and a half or over three and a half. So that's a little tricky. Makar, that's probably the best one on the abs right now because you only need him to get two, maybe three. And he almost always does it, especially if they get their power plays. So a couple of little fun ones there if you're into the player props. For sure. I'm going to wrap up here with Outstay the Union. We're on a little bit of a time crunch here, but hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Do you guys have anything else that you want to add? It's a win-win for me. I'd rather not do State of the Union right now. (laughs) See, it's a loss for me because... Yeah, we're floating. Team's hot, but... Uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for episode 109. Just to say it again, 10% off the merch store if you use discount code EB10. Where I will also say be on the lookout for a special promotion on Friday, January 28th. Sorry, calendar. Um, give a little hint. It's Henrik Lundqvist Jersey Retirement Night in Madison Square Garden when the Minnesota Wild are coming to town. Keep your eyes peeled. That's all I'm going to say. Um, No more notes. You guys good? I think I'm all good. All good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Wisconsin, for being the best people in the United States. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.